Sarah, how do you feel about wellness? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I aim to be well. <laughs> Nobody's well. Not a damn person is well. Wellness, I think, is a very weird category. I'm going to be completely honest. When people pitch me wellness stuff, I'm like, yeah, no, I have zero interest. Like, I'm just trying to be well for myself. I don't need to like, I don't need you capitalizing off of me being unwell. Exactly. It's also just so vague. It's like, what does it mean? Feels what culty. does it mean? Exactly. Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to Los Angeles. Welcome, Glamgelinos. We hope you stay a while. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Herbie Johnson, I've missed you. I've missed you. Welcome back. Thank you. I feel like I was gone for so long and yet I wasn't gone that long at all. Tell everyone where you went. I feel like I went to outer space, to <laughs> planet Iceland. It truly felt like another part of the world. It is another part of the world. Sorry, it literally out of this is. world. Out of this world. I went to Iceland for a, not a press trip, it was a media visit. What is the difference? The difference is I was the only one there. It was just me. Wow, that's great. Love to see it. It was such a nice experience because I had one-on-one -on -one time with the scientists and the R&D labs. You know, I got to really experience it and like go about the spa and the hotel and everything like by myself, you know, not that I, I love a press trip. I love being able to spend time, especially it's like if we get to go on a press trip together, but there is something really cool about going on your own and just being able to experience on your own. And then it kind of just makes the story that you're going to write like even more special, like very exclusive. You know what I mean? Totally. I'm like more brands do that. And I feel like it probably costs like a 10th of what they would spend for a big press trip. Anyways. Totally. Okay. So the reason I went to Iceland was because Blue Lagoon invited me. Here's a story about Blue Lagoon. So in the late seventies, they were digging up the like volcanic aquifers and trying to produce clean energy powered by the geothermal waters, right? Okay. All of a sudden, this like blue water comes up from the like hole in the ground that they've like dug up and they were expecting it to like sink back into the earth. But because there were so many minerals in the water, it formed this like really mineral rich, thick, hot water like lagoon and it was blue and it was like steaming and people are like okay so I guess it's not going anywhere <laughs> I don't know like how this happened because if if you were to see this like piping hot blue water like your first instinct wouldn't be like let me jump in the water right no I'd be like is this radioactive or something yes exactly like immediately no like I'm not but someone decided to like jump in because it was basically kind of like, they're like, oh, it's kind of like a hot tub or whatever. And then they noticed that their skin felt really nice after. So, you know, told a friend, told a friend, told a friend. 
And people with chronic skin issues, specifically psoriasis, please let me just try to take a dip in this pool. And they noticed that it really, really helped with their skin. Which when I was thinking about this, I was like, I wonder if Kim, one, has been to the Blue Lagoon, and two, I wish that she would have like teamed up with them. You are literally taking the words out (laughs) of my head right now, because that's legitimately what I was just thinking. We talked about this, you know, when we first heard that skin was coming, right? We were like, it should be focused on psoriasis. So literally the scientists developed a clinic specifically for people with psoriasis. And to this day, it still exists. It's part of the hotel. And if you get a letter from your doctor or a dermatologist, you can stay at the hotel and receive these treatments for free. Not the retreat. That one's like the luxury like experience, but they have like, they have the Silica Hotel and they have this psoriasis clinic. You know, they have a bunch of peer reviewed clinicals, like for the past 30 years, proving that this water, the minerals and the silicate in it can really, really help with these chronic skin conditions. And so they have children come, they have people coming from all over the world. And what they do is if it's like a really serious, it's like a very severe treatment, you can stay there for like four weeks and they'll like treat wow. you. Yeah, wow. Yeah. But what Icelanders do is they will come like once a month, once every six weeks, because they're coming so frequently, they've noticed that it just has really helped. So of course, wow. the scientists were thinking like, this has got to be really great for skin in general. Let's try to bottle it up and put it in some skincare. So they launched Blue Lagoon Skincare in 1993. This one scientist who I met with at the R&D labs, and she's been working with them since the beginning. And they've just developed this line that uses all of the minerals, the silica, and the algae that are found in the geothermal waters to help with one, the skin conditions, but two, they found that it helps strengthen your skin barrier. It helps with collagen production. And then that led them now to launching Blue Plus Skincare, which is their like higher end skincare products that has this marine algae complex that they have a patent on. It's a really, really beautiful ingredient that I've been using in both their serum and their eye product. And then they're coming out with, yeah, it has like a rollerball at the end. So it's like really, really cooling. And you know me, I mean, you too, you love like a barrier strengthening anything. And I feel like because they are so rooted in treating skin ailments and people with chronic skin conditions, it's really good for people with sensitive skin. It's, It's good for all skin types. It works. It's really, really nourishing. And they're coming out with a product in the fall that I don't think I can talk about yet, but when it launches, I absolutely will be because it's such a beautiful product. All that to say, such a wonderful trip. And if ever anyone has the time and money to go to the retreat, which is their like luxury hotel that is, you know, connected to the Blue Lagoon, please do. It was like Matt and I felt like we were on a honeymoon. Like I was like, this is like more honeymoon than like our or like honeymoon that we took like six years ago, whatever. It's just so beautiful. And the spa, like you can do like the whole, they call it the ritual where you use all of their like algae body masks and you use their like silica masks. And then you like sit in like the steam room and the sauna, they've got the cold plunge. You do like the whole thing. And then your skin is just like, yeah, glorious after. It was like Kirby. I thought about, we went to that one 
No. Yes. No. That one immediately shall no. never be named. It was no. It was that, but like the real deal. And I was like, God, I wish Kirby was here. She would so appreciate all this. <laughs> so we're gonna get them to send you and Patrick to go. Okay. Did it help your rosacea at all? So okay, here's the thing. I got a facial with them, and they used you know all of the the masks, obviously the serums. Honestly, my skin was so happy while I was there. And I was like, one, it probably was because obviously all of these like really nice treatments and ingredients, but also the air in Iceland is so clean. It's just like Mm, no mm -hmm. smog. The population of Iceland as a whole country is 375,000 people or something like that. It's like (gasps) the amount of people in like Santa Monica. I looked it up. It's like equivalent. Wow. And there's like fresh water, ocean water, you know, it's just like so beautiful. My skin was very, very happy. I did not want to dip my whole face in the geothermal water, the Blue Lagoon, just because I was a little scared that I was going to dry myself out. Matt, on the other hand, was like swimming in it. He was like <laughs> dipping in it. It also was like really drying on your hair. So they kept, you know, like um, advising you to like put conditioner in it and all that stuff. So I did it. But Matt's skin looks great. And he's always like very self-conscious about like he's got back knee and you know like redness and all that stuff and he was really really happy so I think Matt was wow. happier, than, happier than I was after the wow, whole thing. Wow Matt look at yeah. you go boo boo. Yeah. I love it I love it. It looked like a beautiful trip. It was so beautiful but I just need to say long ass flight <laughs> long long ass flight so on the way there we, we stopped in Boston and then you know to Reykjavik on the way back Reykjavik to JFK and then our flight was delayed and we were sitting at the gate and I was just like looking around it was so late and then I was like that little girl looks like Penelope Penelope Disick and then I turned to the right of her and it was a little boy and then I turned to the left of her and it was like a bigger child who looked like her big brother and then I immediately texted Kirby and Hannah and I was like oh my god the Disick children are sitting across from me. And then I didn't even, I was so distracted by that. I didn't even realize that Scott Disick was there as well. Flying commercial is like so interesting to me now because, you know, the last episode of the Kardashians, Kim's like, this is my jet. I I never thought I'd own a plane. And you're like, this bitch is so rich that she bought a private jet and it's called Kim Air. And, and, And it's like cashmere coated inside. So when you were literally telling me that you saw the Disick children in the Lord, I'm like, I was like, did they like write off Scott? But also I was like, these are Courtney's children. You know, even if he doesn't get a piece of the pie anymore, like these are if, you know, I were to divorce and, you know, Zoe, I'd like, I still want her flying the best. But, you know, I'm sure that it was busy. I'm sure that Kim Air was, you know, taken maybe by Kravis. Maybe they were on their honeymoon. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kim was flying. Who knows where Kim is? Flying yeah. all over the place. But yeah. I, I was like, wow, I didn't know what a humbling experience. But they were all in. They were all in business. So, so I was watching. This has a tie back to beauty. I was watching the Hulu show, guys. The Hulu show is good. It's good. Kim has had a new headline every week. It's never the same thing. It was like, f her for wearing the Marilyn Monroe dress. By the way, like she's the cover of Sports Illustrated. Now she's launching a skincare line. That being said, she talks about Pete this episode. It's like the episode where she finally addresses the Pete thing. If you guys know anything about me, you know that I love Pete Davidson. Like, love this man. Kirby would be next in line if if Patrick (laughs) weren't in the photo. 
Patrick's like, whatever, just get in there if you need to, whatever. Pete apparently is loves skincare, loves dermatology. I was shaking when Kim was talking about this. Kim said that she was like, you know, he's obviously so funny and everyone's like, Pete's so funny, but that's like the fourth reason why I like him. Yeah. Like he's he's a just a stand-up guy, kindest heart, generous person, like cares about me. Then he's funny. Yeah. And she said that they both like vibe because he's into skincare and dermatology. And I'm like, so help me God. I need to get in touch with this man. Like, let's go get a facial together, Pete. Oh my God. I would read that story. He put pimple cream on her face while she was asleep. I know. I saw that. I thought that was so sweet. I was literally like, sir, you can do no wrong. So I sweet. respect it. I love it. He's getting spray tans for this woman. I absolutely love to see it. Like that is my love language. Actions. Yes. Actions. I feel like the cut used to have those stories where it's like, I went on a date with Noah Centineo and I went on a date with what's his name, um, who everyone is obsessed with. I can't remember. Anyways, you need to pitch. Oh, I, I was on thinking a beauty about that. date with Pete Davidson. Well, this is what that's what I want to do. I want Pete Davidson and Glenn Powell. Like platonic. Yes. Pete Davidson, Glenn Powell, let's go get facials together. Let's go get our feet rubbed. Let's go do something. Please, God. Miles Teller, throw you in there. Let's go get your skin checked by Dr. Sam or Dr. Diamond. Tom Cruise. Let's go get our bodies checked out with Dr. Sam, with Tom Cruise. (laughs) Like, let's figure it out. Like, can someone make this happen for us? We deserve this. Okay. Oh, my God. Lovely intro that was almost 20 minutes long. (laughs) Why don't we get into our voice? Yes. Kirby, what is on your face? Okay, so I have two I want to talk about. Sarah co-signs one of these at the very least, and it's a new launch. And I think that it's going to be a favorite for a lot of people. We love sunscreen on this podcast. We recommend sunscreen as we recommend drinking water to live, breathing air. Correct. I'm trying hard to drink more water. Okay. Oh, I'm proud of you. As I like also sip my coffee that I fill up eight times a day. Summer Fridays finally launched their sunscreen. And I'm so proud of Mariana and Lauren because the last event that Sarah and I went to for Summer Fridays in Malibu was for their oil that they had launched. Beautiful oil. And when we were there, we were talking to them and they're like, we do have a sunscreen coming up and it's ready, but it's like not the right time because most brands launch their sunscreens closer to the summer. Yeah, It's just like, even though sunscreen is relevant all year long, consumer mindsets like, oh, sun, summer, let's go hard on sunscreen. So it's called Shade Drops and it's a broad spectrum SPF 30 mineral milk sunscreen. I love it. I love it. They figured it out. I think they figured it out. I really do. It's so hard to make a milky mineral sunscreen that is lightweight, that like is buildable, that doesn't pill, that blends into like your skin beautifully. They figured it out. I need a sunscreen that isn't going to leave me looking like a disco ball. Like I love Charlotte Palermino, but me looking like a disco ball. Yeah, that's not your thing. It's not becoming of my face to look like that. I need some mattification. 
I will say like, it's difficult because I, you know, tend to like that finish too, but it's difficult to layer into your makeup too. Cause it's things start to slip and slide. Like if you're wearing it as is alone, that's fine. But this is such a beautiful product that I think would layer really well into any skincare routine, into any makeup routine. So shade drops, it is a mineral sunscreen. I'll be honest, typically I can't get down with mineral sunscreens. Like Same. I do love sunny days. Elta MD has great mineral sunscreens, but I'm a chemical girl through and through. Isntree hyaluronic acid sunscreen that you can get on Stylevana. We do have a code. We'll share it if you want like 10% off your order. That's been my go-to. I feel like that one, it leaves my skin moisturized. It doesn't leave a white cast. doesn't feel chalky. So when I initially saw mineral milk, I couldn't put it on my face because I already had my face done, but I first tested it on my hand. And what I was really surprised by is there is like a slight tint to it. It looks like oat. It's like mm-hmm. an oaty color. Okay. But it is super milky. And then once you start to rub it in, it's fluidy. It's mm-hmm. not to the point where it's just like, if you turn your hand sideways and let it drip, it's not just going to like immediately fall right. off your hand. Right. It's going to have a little bit of give to it. Yeah. So you put it on, you rub it in. And I mean, I'm doing it right now. It's already absorbing so nicely, but it's not matte either. Yeah. It's like a natural finish sunscreen. Yes. And on the back, it says that it has, you know, vitamins and antioxidants. We love antioxidants with our sunscreen. Oh, chamomile, which is very helpful. And they say it's has, uh, it leaves the skin with a soft, natural finish. And that's honestly, mm-hmm. it delivers. It's uh, 1.7 fluid ounces. How much is it, Sarah? It's $36. So it's expensive, but it is on par. I like that you said, Kirby, that there is like this oat finish, but I'm really kind of grateful they didn't make it like tinted and like do a slew of different colors. Cause I just, like I said in the last episode, I'm just a little bit over that. I just want like a sunscreen that blends into my like skin, no matter the skin tone and doesn't leave a white cast. I want to also be able to like build on it, you know, and like reapply. And this is like the perfect formula. I don't know how they did it, but they did it. They really figured it out. And it's hard because I feel like, you know, there are so many sunscreens and so many people are trying to, you know, figure out the best sunscreen with the limited ingredients that we can use in the United States, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, how different can this be? And for me personally, like, I remember I was like, I already love my isn't tree. Like, I'm going to stick to that, probably. I have some other Korean sunscreens I'm going to go through. It reminds me a lot of, like, Korean and Japanese sunscreens. Yes, I agree. Totally agree. So, Summer Fridays, Shade Drops, SPF 30. Gloss Angeles approved. Cute little rectangular bottle. It's very chic. Yeah, it's very chic. Like, small enough to put it in your purse. I think this is going to be their best-selling product. I agree. I 100% agree. I think it's going to outdo the jet lag mask. Oh, totally. Yes. It's very, very good, y'all. Okay. I just want to quickly talk about a product that I truly am obsessed with. This was a makeup artist recommendation when the Half Magic Party happened. I don't know if y'all saw my makeup. I'm like incredibly self-conscious. Okay. So I'm not like trying to gloat here, but I looked fucking hot. My makeup (laughs) was incredible. You did. My makeup was incredible. It was. And it was because of Melissa Herkman who is not only an incredible makeup artist and total babe herself, but like one of my dearest friends who when we get together, 
You know, when you just have a person that you just Mm -hmm. like, it's so easy, so effortless, you vibe, you laugh, you just like can get into deep shit. Like that's Melissa for me. And especially if like you are working on something and getting your makeup done and there's a lot going on, like you want the good vibes there. That is Melissa Herkman. So if you are ever in LA and you need someone to do your makeup, hire her because like, I think she's going to be the next big thing. Would she like do your wedding makeup? Like you would want her to do it? It's hard because I'd also want her to be at the event, like enjoying herself. I wouldn't want her worrying about it. I know. But it's like my friend Katrina, too. I love her. Oh, right. She does beautiful makeup. But I also don't want them like working. I want them enjoying. Anyways, she did my makeup and I wasn't like watching her do it. I wasn't sitting in front of a mirror. We were in like our like dining area. I was sitting on a bar stool and she had like all this makeup laid out. She was using some of my makeup, some of her makeup. She's like, okay, like, take a look and see what you think. And I like hold up the mirror and I was like, holy shit, what did you do to my face? Like, I need you to teach me literally step by step how you did my foundation because A, I have zero creasing under my eyes, not a pore or fine line to be found. I'm shook it. Like my eyes looked amazing, but that wasn't even like what I was obsessed with. I was just like, my skin, what Mm -hmm. did you do? Mm -hmm. And she's like, I'm going to be honest with you. She's like, I will walk you through this process one day, but like, the La Mer sheer pressed powder is that bitch. And she had already told me this last year when we went to the Charlotte Tilbury dinner together. She was like, girl, you need the sheer pressed powder from La Mer. Fam, it's $100. It's $100. I took my happy ass over to Nordstrom. And I'm like, what the hell? Let's do it. Let's just figure it out. So I bought the shade Light. They only have four shades. And basically they're translucent. So there's like a very translucent color light, medium, and deep. They did not have translucent available for me, so I got light. I cannot tell you how obsessed I am. I I carry this in my purse. I wish they made a small travel size so that I could, like, not risk breaking this. Yeah, oh, God. But it's a beautiful compact, okay? And it says it just creates a healthy-looking matte finish. It's velvet to the touch, And it like literally this is what it says seamlessly blends away imperfections and softens shine for a long wearing matte yet never flat finish done sold. They did it. They fucking did it. Sarah, I do not sweep powder under my eyes because I feel like it makes me look decrepit. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I don't want to accentuate any dryness or anything under my eyes because I'm getting fine lines. Yeah. When I do this. I'm literally shook, especially with makeup that I do not look like a ailing woman because do you hear Quinn's squeak toys? Uh, she's on board with La Mer. Yeah. Because that's what happens usually when I use a powder. Mm-hmm. No, it happens to a lot of people. That's like why people are always like how, like they're asking what can they do to prevent that from happening? And then I go in literally and I'll reapply it throughout the day. Cause you guys know I'm like oily and stuff like that. And it never looks cakey. I literally am like just putting it on bare skin right now. Cause I'm so fucking obsessed. I'm just like, I want I want it. I want it more. I want it more. Okay. Anyways, it's a hundred dollars and I'm really sorry that I'm recommending it to you, but Melissa was right. It is the best. I truly have never, I love the Kosas cloud set. I like cloud set. Love it. It's good. But I'm just telling you it's called, let me give you the exact names. Cause there, there are separate like powders that they have. It is the sheer pressed powder. It's in a compact. It's not a double compact. It's just this very singular compact. And there we go. And if you're a bougie bitch, you could do auto replenish on La Mer. <laughs> Ooh, damn. 
I have to say, I just wanted to add on, like, La Mer makes such beautiful complexion products that I, they're so expensive, but their foundation is so good. It's one of my favorite formulas. I know. And like when all these makeup artists talk about it, I'm like, I want to murder you. But like they also are the ones that are constantly doing makeup that has to like stand the test of time for photo shoots and red carpets. And like there's a reason why they all love it. So anyways, sorry. My bottle of my foundation is like definitely expired, but I'm not. I'm still using it because it was expensive. Of course. Of course. Let's talk about some news. What is going on with Lime Crime? Okay. So I don't know if y'all remember this story, but friend of the pod, Arabelle Sicardi, many years ago, wrote about Lime Crime. Mm-hmm. And the headline was like how Lime Crime became the most hated brand ever, essentially. This story is so thorough. Like there were things about this brand that I did not know. And it like it dates back to like before they were even super popular. She kind of jokes like, you know, that Stefan skit uh, on SNL where it's like this club has it all or whatever. Like, no, literally this story has it all. It's like leaked credit card information. The Racist founder dressing founder. up as Hitler. Yeah. No, truly like insane shit. OK, Tumblr drama. So this Vogue business story comes out on Wednesday And honestly, I think it was kind of overshadowed because of like the skin news, but they announced that Lime Crime is coming back. They're like making a comeback. They want to change the narrative here. And they're kind of like addressing the elephant in the room. You know, people often associate Lime Crime with Doe Deer, the founder, and her Hitler costume that she apologized for. But still, I just like never in my head. I'm like, why would you think that's okay? She said she's Jewish, too. Which is like the thing that kills me. I'm just like, what? So Lime Crime has basically gotten rid of like most of the former employees. They hired a new CEO. They hired like a lot of new um, other like C-suite employees. They're lowering their price points. So initially the brand, like their cosmetics and hair ranged from 18 to $56. Now the price point will be between 12 and 30 with a sweet spot between 12 and 20. The story goes on to talk about how like 70% of their business now is hair color, which is kind of wild to me, but it makes sense. People love it. They've they've opened up more retail operations like Sally Beauty, Target, Walmart, and they're really gunning for a turnaround. And the main example that they kind of use in this story is comparing it to KVD Beauty and how they kind of did a 180. And before I get into my thoughts, like, do you have anything like you want to say? You know, obviously we, when I was at Bustle and this whole thing happened, like Lime Crime was on a list of brands that like we just didn't write about. Um, But, you know, I did still get samples from the brand. And honestly, I really liked their, their products. I really liked their lip products. They made really beautiful palettes. I never dyed my hair any like wild colors, but I knew that people really loved it. I think it was a shame that their founder had to be, you know, so problematic. Um, and I feel like they've like tried a couple times to like revitalize themselves and like revamp. Like I met one time with not their current CEO, obviously, or their new one, but someone who was like new head of I marketing. Did too. Did, yeah, this was like a few years ago, right? She, she came yes. from like 
a L'Oreal or something. Yeah, I don't to, think she's there anymore. Yeah, yeah, she was great. Um, and sort of like put Lime Prime back on the on my radar. I feel like it's tough to do sort of what KVD has been able to do, but I think like thanks to like TikTok and the younger generation, they don't care who like Kat Von D is. They don't even know. You know what I mean? Like they're they just like want a good product. And so I think that if they can successfully change this narrative and like just scoot her out of the picture. However, is she fully out of the picture? Okay. So these are my thoughts. The reason why KVD was able to make the 180 is because the brand was always founded on two things, artistry and being vegan and cruelty free. Those were the two main pillars of that brand. They eliminated the problematic part of that brand, which was Kat Von D herself. Mm -hmm. If you're not aware there was a whole slew of things against her as well, which you guys can Google. I'm not going to get into yes. it because we honestly, it's just annoying. Time. Yes. But they got rid of her. She sold off all of her equity in the company. So while she definitely did profit from this company, she's no longer making money from it. Yeah. She's completely, completely. erased from the narrative. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Doe Deer, which is, yes, really the name. Well, it's not her actual name, but it's the name she goes by the founder of Lime Crime and her husband, they both stepped down from the board of Lime Crime in 2018. And then a private equity firm acquired Lime Crime. But my whole thing is, just because you step down from the board does not mean you still don't financially gain from the company. So unless, and, and they did not make that clear mm -hmm. in the story. So I think Lime Crime's biggest hurdle is they're gonna have to, if they still are financially gaining, I can't see people being okay because it's a consumer consciousness thing. Uh huh. When you get canceled at this level, a lot of people are like, you know, everybody can make a comeback. I think Kat Von D was a very particular success story. Mm -hmm. I don't, I think they were the exception, not the rule. And I think that like, it's very, very hard to recover from a cancellation at that level. So Lime crime is going to have a lot. I mean, if, if Doe Deer and her husband are still financially gaining it at all, the only way I can see consumers, because they're going to figure this out and be like, no, you, you need to tell me. Yeah. Even if the younger generation like did not know the history of the brand, they are going to figure it out. Someone in the comments. And they're going to demand answers. Yes, yes. exactly. They're going to demand answers. And until they don't have that tie anymore, I can't see them pressing forward. Maybe, maybe because of all the retail locations that they've opened up, they'll be able to thrive. Yeah. Because maybe people just shopping at a Target or whatever are like, oh, cute unicorn hair stuff. Great. Yeah. I want to dye my hair. But I think to be a social brand, which the Vogue business story does cover, like they want to focus more on influencer relationships in the long term. It's like, if you want to advertise on TikTok, y'all are going to have to figure this out. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to come for you. They use... They know. They want to know. Can't they just buy them out? <laughs> Is it not that simple? I don't know. That's a great question. I mean, it could just be like, no, we're not giving up our equity or we're not giving up whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess I can see that. Well, good luck to them. I want. What do you guys think? Do you guys use Lime Crime? Do you care? What are your thoughts? Okay. What's going on with Miss Nicole AMC Kidman? <laughs> oh, my God. That Benny drama Coachella... That was just my favorite. I watched that probably five times. The Heartbreak first time I feels good <laughs> in a place like this. And it's like him standing outside of a porta potty at Coachella. Oh, ah, yeah. so good. If you haven't watched it, watch it. Okay. So 
Nicole Kidman wants to get more involved in beauty besides just being the face of Neutrogena. So she has signed on with Vigamore to be their wellness advocate. Wellness advocate. Sarah, how do you feel about wellness? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I aim to be well. <laughs> Nobody's well. Not a damn person is well. Wellness, I think, is a very weird category. I'm going to be completely honest. When people pitch me wellness stuff, I'm like, yeah, no, I have zero interest. Like, I'm just trying to be well for myself. I don't need to like, I don't need to capitalizing off of me being unwell. Exactly. It's also just so vague. It's like, what does it mean? Feels what culty. does it mean? Exactly. Okay. So, you know, we love Amy O'Dell here. And she did a really great write-up about the situation. So I think what happened here was according to Amy, according to Women's Wear Daily, Nicole Kidman was looking for some brands that sort of aligned with her views on beauty, views on the world. And she has gone on this like hair journey, you know, throughout her life, I believe. And so that's why Vigamore um, kind of spoke to her because, well, the way that Women's Wear Daily describes Vigamore is a wellness hair care company, which that's like, Kirby, what's Vigamore? No. You'd be like, it's like a vegan cruelty-free hair care brand that makes like growth supplements. Yes. They make a really hair, great hair company. Hair company. Hair company. Hair company. They make a really great brow serum or like a and and some great hair products that I use like with my postpartum. So the founder of Vigabor, Daniel Hodgdon, who I've met, he's a very lovely man. He said that Kidman apparently spent part of a pandemic quarantine testing out Vigamore products. She claimed they helped her weak hair strands, which she described as stressed from wearing tight, tight ponytails, swim caps, clips, and wigs. Sorry, this is what Amy wrote. And then Daniel wrote that Kidman's values aligned with the brand. She's quote unquote passionate about the same things that we are. Hair wellness. Hair wellness, that's a, that's a new, like, what does that mean? Ingredient integrity and the importance of clean, plant-based, efficacious products that work. Throughout her career and life, she's been through a hair wellness journey of her own and is hoping to share her story with the intention of helping to inspire and educate others. I want to barf at hair wellness. Yeah, what does that Please mean? Please stop trying to make hair wellness work. It's just your. It's just a hair health. It's just health, healthy hair. It annoys the living shit out of me when these brands make up stuff. Like it kills me. What is hair well? It's called hair care. It's called hair care. You just wanted to make up a new word so that you were different from other hair care brands. Hair wellness, what? Because you provide supplements for people? I'm out. Love Nicole Kidman with all of my heart. They could have gone another way in the storytelling and marketing of this partnership. There are Vigamore products that I know a lot of people love and swear by. I personally have not seen any results from Vigamore, so I can't speak to that brand. Sarah just mentioned that she utilized it for postpartum hair loss, which is great. Yeah, I wouldn't say that it like, you know, was the reason that my hair grew back. Obviously, like the reason my hair grew back is because it's a cycle and my hair is going to grow back anyways. I think it helped a little bit. Again, I really like their their brow and lash serums, but... I'm not using it because they're hair wellness products. I'm banning the term hair wellness. If anybody comes on this podcast and says hair wellness, no. If you have not subscribed to Amy O'Dell's back row newsletter, please do. It's just her take on this is so good. She also talks about skin and Kim Kardashian. Did it come out today? No, it came out um, June 2nd. Oh, I missed it then. I missed You this. would really, really appreciate her take on all of this. 
Hopefully she wasn't dragging me. Oh, no, she didn't. No, she I think she linked to the New York Times article, but she basically is like, you know, companies are trying to take advantage of the fact that like we all like women are insecure. And she says here, I guess you have to hand it to these companies. We've long known that insecurity sells. So does fear that we have by not being conscious or sustainable or vegan enough made ourselves nothing but unclean and unwell. That's why I actually have a huge fucking problem with the clean girl aesthetic on TikTok. Yes. What are you inferring? There's so much wrong with that. Just one thing, like the fact that like, okay, if you have, you know, acne, you're dirty. Yeah, it's so fucked. It's so, sorry guys, I know I'm cursing a lot, but it's like angering me to my core. So that's that. Speaking of angry people, let's wrap this up with a quick little thoughts and prayers for the skin fiasco. Guys, listen, was I excited? Yeah, because as you guys know, Skimberly is a person that I really like. I mentioned this on the last episode. I really didn't get the time of day with her. I really didn't. So it's a bummer. The skin thing, we are all always very critical of literally everything on this podcast. People, when I announced this news, said things like, what makes this brand different from any other brand? I'm going to be quite frank. There's nothing that makes this different except for Kim's name. Mm -hmm. But why does any celebrity make a brand? Because they want to make money. Point blank. I love what Rare Beauty is doing. There is no way that Selena Gomez, out of the goodness of her heart, made Rare Beauty because the bottom line is you want to if, if she did, it would be free. A hundred percent or super duper cheap. But still, no, no, they should still want to make money. No, every celebrity, every influencer, everyone, Nicole Kidman included, knows that the beauty industry is a billion dollar industry and they want to cash in. And there's definitely brands that want to innovate. And that's why they start brands. But when it comes to a celebrity brand, you are using your leverage and influence to launch a brand. You have a fan base that you want to sell to. TikTok had so many thoughts on this. Like I thought everyone was going to be negative, quite frankly, because there are a lot of things about the brand that I think that they've missed the mark on. Again, this is not a review of the actual products because I'm still testing those out and I will let you guys know yeah, in a few weeks my I final thoughts, tried them. but you should be getting them soon. So on TikTok, it's like people are like, oh, I love the packaging. Oh, I hate the packaging. <laughs> I hate Kim Kardashian. She stole this from Lori Harvey because Lori Harvey's brand is called SKN by Lori Harvey. I feel like that is a stretch because this particular name was licensed yeah, we talked about this. a um, very, yes. very long time ago. We even mentioned this last year on the podcast when this was circling. If you don't remember when the news came out that Kim was going to be doing a skincare line with Cody, she mentioned the name or no, actually people found the trademark, which was Skin by Kim, S-K-K-N by Kim. And this prompted some outrage because there is another brand that goes by Skin Plus. It's owned by a black woman. Her name is Cindy Lunsford. And she had been using the name for several years. I believe she's based in New York. However, what I did find interesting is that Cindy did not file for trademark for Skin Plus until March 28th, 2021. And then Skin by Kim had filed three days later on March 31st, 2021. Wow. 
2021. <laughs> so I'm curious if uh, Cindy maybe got word that Kim was going to do this. It's it just very interesting to me, the timing of that particular situation. Then in July, Beauty Concepts LLC, which I guess owns Skin Plus, they sent a cease and desist to Kim Kardashian and her team. I don't think that really did anything. So the Lori Harvey of it all is really interesting as well because a lot of people were like, oh, well, she didn't file her trademark until, I guess, August of 2021. But when I'm looking at the United States Patent and Trademark Office site and I go to SKN by LH, which is her patent, or pardon me, her trademark, there is a filing date which is January 21st, 2021. So a full two months before both Kim and Cindy. And then it says published for opposition. I'm having a really hard time wrapping my head around what published for opposition means. I looked it up. (laughs) If we have any attorneys that want to call into the hotline, please help. It just says, uh, when is my trademark published for opposition? A trademark is published for opposition after the U.S. PTO determines that your trademark application complies with all applicable laws, rules, and regulations. Approximately three to four months after your trademark application is filed, a trademark examining attorney will carefully review it. And if the examining attorney concludes that your application meets all legal requirements, it will approve your your trademark for publication. So... I guess the reason why I'm confused is because both Kim and Cindy's trademark filings don't have this published for opposition. So does this mean that when Lori originally filed in January, it didn't like comply or like it just didn't meet the standard requirements for a trademark? And then come August, that's when it was officially good to go? August 3rd, 2021? The whole thing's really interesting to me and I understand why people are really critical of the name First and foremost, it's like not my favorite name. Like I said, I really wish she did skincare. But also there was the whole drama with skims and kimono. Remember, she initially went into name it kimono and like received a letter from Japan, like literally Japan (laughs) being like, please don't. And she stepped back. She renamed it skims. Clearly the better name. It even has, you know, her name in there in the middle And that's kind of how I saw Skin by Kim. Her initials are in the middle of Skin by Kim because it's always about Kim, right? (laughs) Like Kim is very vain. (laughs) She said this. It's always about her. Skims. Like it's like this is her thing. Like Skin made sense. The KK. Yeah. Like Kim, KK, you know, it all whatever. So there was a name fiasco, right? Like people are like outraged by the name. Some people are obsessed with the name. I think that overall, this brand identity doesn't separate itself from anything else out there because there's not a... Okay, so the reason why Skims worked is it was a solution where, right? It was a solution to a problem. This line is doing a lot and there's no solid through line. There's no like, I deal with psoriasis. So I would like for this to be anti-inflammatory. These are the things that work for me. This really is just saying... Hi, I'm Kim Kardashian. This is my nine-step process. I'm copy and pasting that for y'all to figure out. Enjoy. Like, and I'm trying to reach the most amount of people I possibly can with this line. Unfortunately, because I don't feel like this is like a solution-based brand, I don't know that people are necessarily going to care like they do with skims. I also have to say the outer packaging is so much bigger than what the actual product is. 
I would prefer actually just to have the inner packaging that is recyclable. Yeah. And when like I wrote this story, I was like, should we even mention the refillable component? Because it's just like the outer packaging is not, but the inner packaging is. And what Jenny Bailly, she's like, actually at a lore, like they don't even like mention sustainability yeah, anymore. Yeah. And with refillable things, you have to refill this 50 times for it to even make an impact. And at this point, so many people are trying out, like there's not a lot of brand loyalty anymore. Mm -hmm. No one is actually going to buy that 50 times. And actually like this size and this packaging, it doesn't look like stone or anything, but it's still cute, the inner packaging. So for me, I feel like that was a miss. Like if you really were going to go hard on sustainability, like actually make it recyclable and sustainable instead of having this whole aesthetic thing. I mean, everyone is doing the refillable thing that that's actually just contributing more waste. Totally. So I just think like it's so interesting because it's been so polarizing. Like there are people literally still fighting in the comments on TikTok going, you clearly don't know anything about brand, you know, product formulation because you're writing off this product just because it has witch hazel. But witch hazel is actually a very lovely astringent that can be great for so many things. And other people are like, fuck off. This is a $95 product. It is insane how polarizing Kim is. You said people that were also like claiming that she had also copied Desi skin. Yes. And I'm not trying to shade anybody by saying this, but I was like, are that many people buying Desi skin? If they are, please let me know. I have not tried a Desi skin product and I rarely hear about this brand. So when people started saying that it was like a copy, I was actually interested because I was like, well, it just reminds me of her house. Exactly. Like this looks like Kim's house. <laughs> I also feel like it looks like Kim Kardashian West's house. Like, I kind yes. of wish she would have gone a different direction. So there's a content creator on TikTok. Her name is Dolma. And she kind of gives like layouts of how she feels certain brands are going to succeed or not. And she talked about how she wished that Kim would have partnered with Joanna Check, which, by the way, when you asked me, did she help formulate it? I said, no, that's because I wasn't told that. Nobody told so me. So she did. She did. Well, why did it? She helped. Kim, form in the videos, on the on the social, the press release mentioned nothing about her co-formulating this or like working with Joanna Check. Which would be so beneficial for everyone to know because Joanna Check is like iconic. An icon. Yes. Especially for skincare. And so Dolma is saying like, why didn't she just like partner with Joanna Check and have Joanna's expertise with Kim's influence and go from there. Like, it's kind of like what we said earlier. Why not like partner with Blue Lagoon? Yes. Or yeah, like try to figure out the science behind their complex that helps specifically with psoriasis. I mean, we talked about this like so many times because so many people have psoriasis. Like, it's yeah. not like she would have, it's like a very niche skin condition, you know? So those are my thoughts just on like the brand identity in general, because I can make those assertions now. Mm -hmm. I will let y'all know how the skincare I'm still using it. I still really like the moisturizer and I still really like the scrub. And Kirby and I are meeting with Joanna and she's going to walk us through the products. So we'll have, you know, more intel then. But please text or call the hotline for your hot takes on skin. 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 Because we want to know. Tell us the tea. 
Tell us what you think. What did she get right? What did she get wrong? I will say on my final thought, it is just interesting how like Kim launching a beauty brand, celebrities launch beauty brands every day. Nobody gets this much criticism. No one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But maybe that's just because we expect more. If you plan to purchase, please let us know. Thank you everyone for listening this week. We will be back on Friday with another great guest interview. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify so you don't miss any breaking beauty news or product reviews. And if you want to support us, be sure to follow us at Gloss Angeles Pod on all platforms and join our Facebook group. Plus, find every product we recommend on our website, glossangelespod.com, as well as links to the stories and news we report each week. You can follow us, your hosts, I'm Sarah Tan, that's S-A-R-A-T-A-N, on all social platforms. And I'm Kirby Johnson, K-I-R-B-I-E, on all social platforms. Los Angeles was created by us, Kirby Johnson and Sarah Tan. It's part of the ACAST network and licensed by Vice Media Group. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.